1: is In those hands for God. God is good yes, is. and his mercy endureth forever. Yes. He's a mighty good God. Yes, he takes care of you day and night. He takes you care of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on and sing this song with us. Thank you, Lord. We owe this to God. Oh, Lord, thank you. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning. Lord, we thank you. Come on. Closed and our right mind. Gotta say thank you. You just gotta say thank you. In everything and in every way, I just wanna I just wanna thank you Lord been so good, hasn't he been good to you today? Hasn't he been good to you today? He's been so good, he put food on your table, clothes on your back, the Lord has been so good. to sleep. We owe this to you, Lord. We owe you a thank you this morning.
2: Thank you. As the Spirit is moving in this place on today, we ought to just say thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for me in my life. You've been better to me than I have been to myself. And because you are my God, there is nothing that's impossible for you. Everything I've got myself into, you've got me out. Thank you, Lord. Every sickness, every disease, you've brought me out. Thank you, Lord. COVID and everything else, you have brought me from a mighty long way. And so we say thank you on this day. We want to welcome all of you that are worshiping in our sanctuary on today and in our virtual sanctuary. We want to welcome you to our worship service for today under the direction of uh, Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. our senior pastor and servant leader. We hope that today give you a reason to be thankful for everything that God is doing in your life as we move into the season of thanksgiving. We ask that you be with one another and love one another as God loves you. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you now for who you are and how you bless us, even without our permission. We thank you, God, for this season of thanksgiving where we're reminded of every good and perfect gift that you continue to provide for us each and every day of our lives. And we pray, God, that the offering of praise that we give unto you on this day not only give you honor, glory, and praise, but provide a blessing for all of us as we continue to press our way toward your high calling. Bless all that we say and do that you get all honor, glory, and praise. This is your servant's prayer. In Jesus' name we pray that us all say together, amen. We will be led further in worship now from our music and fine arts ministry. Thank you, Lord for all you've done for me. As we prepare our hearts and minds for prayer on today, we want to be mindful of all of our elected officials, Those serving at the federal, state, and local level and all of our military personnel. Those that are hospitalized this week, Sister Joyce Hadley, Sister Elizabeth Hubbard, Sister Mary Steen. Then there are those that stand in need of prayer uh, for additional prayer this week. Mother Jackie Blackburn, Sister Tonsi Hickerson, Sister Lily Sykes, Sister Jacqueline Titsworth, Brother O.C. Coleman, and Brother Dwayne Morrow. Then there are those that stand in the need of prayer due to the loss of a loved one, Sister DeBeer Hall, in the loss of her sister, Josephine McGowan, and Brother Elton Foster, in the loss of his wife, Jacqueline Moore Foster. Celebration of life is scheduled for December 11. right? from this sanctuary. Let us now go to the Lord, our God, in prayer. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou wilt withdraw thyself from me, oh, whither shall I go? I do believe, I now believe, that Jesus died for you and me. And through his blood, his precious blood, from sin we shall all be free. And that's one of the reasons, God, that we thank you. That's one of the reasons we can't thank you enough. It's a reason, God, that we want to allow the rocks to cry out for us. Indeed, God, you have brought us from a mighty long way. We have sang about you in three different songs, God. But the song that's in our hearts, the song that holds us to your throne, the the song that gets us through, is that song, God, that we are thankful for on today. It's that song, God, that gives us a reason to press our way all to your high glory. It's that song, God, that's in our hearts on today. It's a song that gives us everything we need. It reminds us of who we are. It lets us know that without you, we are nothing. But because of you, we have everything, and everything belongs to you. We're excited, God, to be worshiping you today we're excited about getting ready for thanksgiving but more importantly god we are excited because you allow us to give to those who have it not to give on their own you bless this church god to be a blessing to those beyond us you've blessed this church god to help those in need without worrying and wondering about if they are saved or not. We are blessing because you have called us to be a blessing. We thank you, God, for every good and perfect gift that you give us here on today. Anything that you can think of, God has already blessed you with it. There's nothing that has happened in your life that God has not blessed you in it. And so we should give God credit. We should give God glory. We should give God thanks. We should give God praise for just being alive on today. The very roar, the breath that we breathe comes from God. And that we should say thank you. God, we ask that you look down upon those that are sick and are shut in list, those that have lost loved ones, God, we know it's been a hard, hard year. Then, God, we ask that you continue to feed our shepherd, that he may feed us. Lead our shepherd, God, that he may lead us. Empower our shepherd, God that he may empower us, strengthen him, God, that he may strengthen us. All I'm saying, God, is whatever you give him, he gives to us, and we just say thank you for a leader like him. Now, God, we ask that you take control of this worship experience. Take control that you get all honor, glory, and praise. And as we praise you, You allow us to have a benefit that we may serve others. This is your servant's prayer. Let all those who hear and believe, let us all say together, amen, amen, and amen.
3: I want to thank you for your love, for your power, All right, please remember all of your weekly opportunities for worship and fellowship. Um, The uh, tickets are on sale now for our Joyful Noise at the Highland Performing Arts Center. That'll be Saturday, December 4th at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday, December 5th at 4 p.m. Uh, You can purchase your tickets at TicketOmaha.com. We have set our tentative uh, uh, Christmas food basket giveaway for Saturday, December 11th, and Sunday, December 12th. Our goal is to feed 155 of our seniors. Our annual meeting will be uh, Tuesday, December 14th at 7 o'clock p.m. We're inviting those who are members of our congregation to be present. As well, we praise God our Salem Food Pantry has officially reopened. It will be open from on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Amen. As well, our deacons continue to distribute our communion elements uh, on December 4th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We certainly want to thank our deacons for being vigilant in making sure that that uh, takes place. We want to thank God for all of our service persons, those who are active, and veterans for their service. Come on, let's praise God for them on today. <laughs> Amen. Again, uh, our tech ministry is reaching out, asking for volunteers to help video production and tech services on Sunday mornings. Uh, please contact Salem Tech at SalemBC.org. We continue to thank you, Salem, for your diligence and your cooperation. As a result, uh, we have had no uh, reports of any COVID at all since we've been back in and worship. So, give yourself a hand on today, Amen. And we are grateful for those who are in the sanctuary here at the Salem Church and those who are worshiping with us in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church, we are grateful for each and every one of you. November is all church tithe Sundays, in April as a result of church anniversary, and in November as a result and in response to the Thanksgiving season, we ask each and every person who's a part of the Salem Baptist Church to trust God with the tithe. And the word of God is true. If you trust him with the tithe, he will then open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings you won't have room enough to receive. I know that there are witnesses both present and those who are listening and watching who can testify if you trust him with the tithe. He will respond to your faith and to your sacrifice. Amen. Again, we remind you that you can mail, those who are in the virtual sanctuary, you can mail your tithe and offering here to the church at 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. I know everyone knows that address better than I do at this point, but I want to make sure as well, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, you can bring them to the church right outside the administrative office. There is a secure tithe and offering box. Uh, You can give through our website at salembc.org, through PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, GiveLify, and text to give at 402-543-3316. And we thank you in advance uh, for your faithfulness. And those certainly who are on site, as you uh, leave worship on today, there will be someone prepared to receive your offering. We don't want you to miss your blessing. Amen. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil, and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. Amen. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. I did want to share this with you as well. On next weekend, my father will be celebrating his 50th pastoral anniversary at the Mount Zion Church in Kansas City, Kansas. I would tell you to send him an email of encouragement, but he'd never receive it because he doesn't have an email. Amen. So just pray for him and send out some positive prayers and energy uh, as we celebrate 50 years. We're going to move forward and ask our uh, music and fine arts ministry to move move us further in worship. Mm -hmm. I ask you to stand in reverence to the word of God, turn with me to my favorite book in the book of books, the collection of the Psalms, Psalm 126, Psalm 126, Psalm 126. says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord's word is blessed. Psalm 126 is a psalm that is a part of the collection of psalms of ascent in the overall collection of the psalms. Psalm 120 through Psalm 134 are psalms of ascent. These psalms were chanted, rehearsed, and sang as Jewish pilgrims were making their way up or ascending to participate in the feast at the temple in Jerusalem. The three major annual feasts were the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. We have to remember that things in the time of the text were much different than the times we currently live in. We have the ability to easily enter our automobiles and leisurely drive to worship. Those in the time of the text experienced a much harsher path to worship. Many of them journeyed three to four days on foot to get to Jerusalem. The trek and trip for others was extended beyond that. And as they traversed the terrain of the land between their homes and the temple, as groups of pilgrims, they would rehearse these psalms of ascent. And as they rehearsed these psalms in anticipation of their corporate worship experience in Jerusalem, It also allowed them the opportunity to reflect on their collective experience as a people and reflect on the actions of the Lord on their behalf. These Psalms of Ascent caused them to reflect on their collective experience as it related to their relationship with the Lord and to reflect on his covenant faithfulness. These Psalms of Ascent allowed them to reflect on their collective past and to be confi- confident about their collective future. And yet it was not just the collective body that benefited from these songs of Ascent. The individuals who are part of the collective body could certainly see the application of the Lord's goodness and kindness and faithfulness in their own individual lives. Be patient with me as I read the opening phrases of the Psalms of Ascent that precede Psalm 126, beginning at Psalm 120. Psalm 120 begins, In my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Psalm 121 begins, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Psalm 122 begins, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Psalm 123 begins, Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Psalm 124 begins, If it had not been, The Lord who was on our side. And finally, uh, Psalm 125 begins, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. Can you imagine the comfort and inspiration these pilgrims received as they journeyed toward Jerusalem? all the while participating in a choral concert that caused them to reflect on the Lord's goodness and his power and his faithfulness. These Psalms of Ascent will speak comfort and strength to your soul, and as a side note, I would strongly suggest in your moments of distress, turn to these Psalms of Ascent. These psalms contained in Psalm 120 through 134, they will speak to your spirit. Just as the psalm we focus on today, Psalm 126, and as we move directly into this psalm on today, we see the psalmist's initial emphasis, and his initial emphasis is the recognition of an act of divine deliverance. The recognition of an act of divine deliverance. Now, this psalm opens with some powerful words that point us to the extent of the Lord's power to deliver. Now, listen again to verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. It is suggested that this psalm is pointing to the experience uh, in the life of Israel to, in the Babylonian captivity. There's a long history lesson I have to share to appropriately approach this point. The Bible tells us that the Lord uses David to establish, or to establish rather, the United Kingdom of Israel. David's son Solomon rules over that unified kingdom and builds an ornate, an elaborate temple in Jerusalem as the primary place of worship for Israel. The unified kingdom of Israel does not last long after Solomon is no longer king. After the unified kingdom of Israel has divided into the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, the Lord's people come under judgment because of their sins, their idol worship, and their disobedience uh, to the word of the Lord. The northern kingdom of Israel is overrun and conquered by the kingdom of Assyria, and eventually the southern kingdom of Judah, of which this psalm speaks of, is conquered by Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar leads the annihilation of the southern kingdom of Judah. He initially invades Judah in 597 B.C. and returns in 586 B.C. to completely destroy Judah. He ransacks and raids the city. He pillages and plunders the city of Jerusalem and returns to Babylon with the sacred artifacts of the temple. It is described to some degree in Daniel chapter 1. Listen to a portion of the beginning of Daniel chapter 1. It says in the 3rd year of the reign of Jehoiakim king of Judah Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it and the Lord gave Jehoiakim king of Judah into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his god and he brought the articles into the treasure of his god then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans." Nebuchadnezzar orders his officials to take the best of the best, the brightest of the brightest of Judah, and carry them into exile in Babylon. Thousands of those who were in Judah were carried away against their will. They were in Babylonian captivity, separated from their families, no longer able to practice their faith as before, no longer able to worship at the temple. Jerusalem, the city that was the very seat of the capital of their country and the location of their chief place of worship was in ruin. Psalm 137 refers to this torturous time these Jews experienced during this exile. It says this, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. But there, are those who carried us away captive asked of us a song, and those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Oh yes, this is where the children of Israel Oh, can't you hear the agony and anguish they experience in captivity, the torture and torment of being away from Jerusalem without the ability and option to worship the Lord in the temple and sing Zion's songs? This Babylonian captivity takes its toll on the Lord's people. And then something See, we have to understand that the heart of the king is in the Lord's hand. See, the same Nebuchadnezzar who had destroyed the temple and the same Babylonians who had forced the inhabitants of Judah into captivity, captivity they finally met their match. Cyrus of Persia defeats Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon and then, moved by the Lord, he releases a remnant of Jews to return to Jerusalem. Listen to Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus king of Persia so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel, which is in Jerusalem. Now you can fully understand why the emotions of Psalm 126 are as, tense, as intense as they are. Listen again, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. The author of this psalm says, what Judah had been through was so harsh and hurtful and Harmful when the Lord delivered them from Babylon, when the Lord allowed them to get back to Jerusalem, it was almost unbelievable. It was like they were dreaming. They had been in Babylon so long, they thought they would never get back to Jerusalem. And that's what it feels like when the Lord delivers you, and when he blesses you, when he gives you your breakthrough, sometimes you just have to pinch yourself and make sure you are awake. I need to speak to someone today here in the sanctuary of the Salem Church or in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. You may be in your Babylon right now. You may not be where you want to be may not be in the career you desire your circumstances may be uncertain you may think your future is shaky a whirlwind of chaos may be surrounding you I want to tell you today just as the Lord delivered Judah from Babylon he can do the same for you now you have to understand it didn't happen overnight for the Jews who were delivered back to Jerusalem but it happened. So for the person who needs to hear it on today, don't give up in your Babylon. Don't surrender in Babylon. Don't throw in the tile in Babylon. The Lord's destiny for you is not in Babylon. He has great things for you in Jerusalem. But you have to have faith. You have to trust him. You have to wait on him. You have to know he has not forgotten about you. That's why through Jeremiah, the Lord declared to these same Jews in exile what Jeremiah 29 uh, verses 10 and 11 records. This is what the Lord said. Seventy years are completed for Babylon. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He told them and he's telling you on today he's not forgotten you he has a plan for you, a destiny for you and it's not in Babylon and when he does it and brings it to pass, you're going to be like the psalmist, in Psalm 126 he said we felt like we were dreaming the Lord has done something so great, it felt like no longer was this a nightmare Felt like we were dreaming. But, but notice their initial response to their deliverance. Verse 2 says this. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. I just wonder, is there anyone in the sanctuary? Or anyone in the virtual sanctuary Who's waiting for the Lord to make you laugh? You've been crying and struggling so long and stress has become your permanent companion, but I wonder, is someone waiting for the Lord to break through and deliver in such a mighty way that your only response can be to laugh? Oh, yes. Uh, The Lord says, the text says that uh, they had laughter on their lips and they began to sing songs. And it is because the Lord is a deliverer. The word of God reminds us over and over again that the Lord is a deliverer. Psalm 32, 7 says, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34 17 says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. Psalm 107 6 says then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distress. In 2 Samuel chapter 22 beginning at verse 1 uh, David says this then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul and he said the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer I will call upon the Lord David says who is worthy to be praised so shall I be saved from my enemies. The Bible says, as the Lord had delivered them, uh, their mouth was filled with lap- laughter and their tongue with singing. Now, I'm really about done, and I know when a Baptist preacher says that, that means nothing, but I really am almost done. That's their initial response to his deliverance. But this is what I love about the Lord. The Lord will make others Recognize your deliverance. I'm read it and I'm just going to move on the best I can. Look at verse two. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then they said, "Among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them." The Lord's deliverance and breakthrough and salvation was so miraculous and mighty that the other nations had to observe them and declare that the Lord has done great things for them. I want you to know there are times that folk are whispering and... and, uh, They're putting your name on the wings of the morn because they're hating and they're jealous and envious. But sometimes they're whispering and pointing because they have to go ahead and recognize that the Lord has done great and marvelous things. Amen, I got an amen over here. Amen. Others had to recognize their deliverance. Now, let me, as a side note, uh, declare to you on today uh, they may not always shout about your deliverance, they may not always be happy about your breakthrough they may not always rejoice but because of what the Lord is doing in your life but understand whether they rejoice whether they're happy listen they got to recognize what the Lord is doing in your life that's why every now and then I ask the Lord to put put my life on display the good parts So that the world can recognize what you're doing in my life. But I'm done when I say this. They rejoiced about their deliverance. When the Lord brought back, captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing and they said among the nations the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. The world recognized it. They recognize it and Israel rejoiced. All I'm trying to tell you is that when the Lord delivers, when he gives his breakthrough, when he works that miracle in your life, you you ought to you ought to be glad about it. You ought to take a moment and rejoice. And it ought to be intense rejoicing. Uh, sometimes it ought to be so good to you that you just can't keep it to yourself. You, you have to tell the world and everyone who was, w- will listen, look at what the Lord has done in my life and I'm glad about it. Do I have a witness? Is there somebody, I'm finished, I'm done, but there ought to be someone in the sanctuary of the Salem church, someone listening or watching, that when you look back over your life at all that the Lord has done for you, in spite of you, around you, and through you, you ought to tell the world, I'm glad about it when you look back and see how it could have been and how it should have been and how it would have been if it were not for the Lord, you ought to tell the world, I'm glad about it. Is there anybody who has an uh, I'm glad about it testimony on today? Can you tell the world, I don't look like what I've been through and I'm glad about it. The doors of the church are open. The invitation is extended and even as you stand where you are the psalmist was able to pen this psalm of deliverance because of his relationship with the Lord and Israel's relationship with the Lord. Because they knew him trusted him they were able to have this testimony of being glad about what the Lord has done and you too can have that testimony declare I'm glad about it if you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ Even as we extend this invitation, there may be someone who has not accepted the free gift of God through Jesus Christ. Knowing that he loved you so much that he died for your sins on Calvary's cross, that through the power of the Father, Jesus was raised from the dead. And Romans 10 reminds us, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if you're here in the sanctuary on today day and you want to give your life to the Lord, immediately following the benediction, deacons will be at the information center immediately outside of the sanctuary so that you can give your life to the Lord. Or if you're watching or listening, give us a call at 402-455-1000, option 3. There's someone waiting to hear your voice. Or if you're saved, but for whatever reason you don't have a church family, a church home, those same deacons will welcome you to Salem, or you can call at 402-455-1000, option three. We'll receive you into the family of faith. And pray that you have made a decision to give your life to the Lord on this day. Those who are in the sanctuary, you may be seated at this time. Immediately following the benediction, our ushers will escort you from the sanctuary. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your word and the privilege and opportunity to worship you today in spirit and in truth. pray your blessings upon all who have witnessed this worship experience on today. That it will be strength to their spirit and to their soul. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God all across this sanctuary, all across the city, all across the state. Across this country and all across the world, say it together, amen, amen, and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.